The following is an exclusive podcast for the Dermatology Digest. Today, journalist John Jesidus sits down with dermatologist Daniel Butler, assistant professor of dermatology at the University of California, San Francisco, to discuss details from the paper, Treatment of Grover Disease with Dupilumab in JAMA Dermatology. Here's John and Dr. Butler. Uh, what impact do you think it'll have on dermatologists in clinical practice? It's a hard question to answer because I'm biased by what we found in this study. And I think the overarching concept here is that we have a disease that's very common and we don't have a really good treatment algorithm for it. And mm. I think that this medication offers a new window not only into the treatment avenues that may work for this disease, but also into what's ultimately causing this disease. So I think the clinical impact, hopefully, will be both looking forward to treatments, either with dupilumab or others, as well as backwards into the pathophysiology of the disease into helping us build our schematic of Grover's disease. And what is known of the pathophysiology uh, as of now? Well, there's not a ton. There's a couple of small pieces of literature that attribute it to the TH2 or the T helper cells. Mm -hmm. And we don't know much more than that. Demographically, we know that it, it's common in older adults, you know, typically, uh, not that this is old, but 50s, 60s, 70s, particularly men. But we also know that it can be medication related, it can be related to other diseases, and the framework for it is kind of all over the place. So I would say there's a lot of snippets of our understanding, but no cohesive understanding of what causes it and then what drives it and what leads to its persistence, which it is a pretty persistent disease. I don't think there are many diseases that capture geriatric dermatology or the aging immune system or aging of the skin and the various pathologies as well as Grover's disease because it is so common in our older adults. Mm. And I give full credit to one of my mentors and a leading dermatologist in the world, Tim Berger, for really conceptualizing that these patients are really, these patients with Grover's disease are really reflective of what's going on in aging immune systems. And Grover's disease is a disease of red papules that are sometimes eroded over the chest and back. And you see all sorts of variation of this in older adults. And what we're hoping is that this gives us a window into what the aging immune system looks like in the skin. And that's what we're calling the connection to immune senescence in this paper. And again, I'm getting a little bit further out than probably, deserve, than probably is deserved by just a couple patients in this case series. But given that this is not something we have really firm grounding in, we don't have a lot of firm grounding in what does the aging immune system look like in the skin, mm. that this is one of those windows that may give us something to put our footing on.
And what is the typical treatment approach? The typical treatment approach is to use topical steroids. And then after, after topical steroids, I would say the, there is absolutely no standard. Some people use phototherapy, but there are several cases of phototherapy worsening this rash. Some people use systemic immune suppression with things like methotrexate or mycophenolate mofetil. Some people use uh, retinoids like psoriatane or acetretin, um, but there's no standard procedure with it other than, I would say, starting with topical steroid to help with the itching. And um, what are some of the problems with those traditional treatments? Uh, the paper mentioned that older patients might have comorbidities that interfere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the first one is it's really not an elegant way to treat somebody. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, we would, all, we would all love to be able to know what the disease is and know the appropriate steps to being able to treat it, as opposed to where we kind of are with Grover's disease, which is we know you have Grover's disease. Here's our best guess at what you may, may respond to. And so I think that's, that's, that's somewhat of our, 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 the first unfortunate pattern that we need to get away from. And then second of all, older adults absolutely have more comorbidities and are often at higher risk of getting some of the side effects that these medications have. And the medications that I aforementioned, like methotrexate, mycophenolate, mofetil, um, acetretin, they all have risks that are accentuated in older adults. And so not only are we operating without a lot of evidence, but we're operating in a, in a very dangerous position, which unfortunately often leads to under-treatment because people are too worried about those risks. And what are some of the comorbidities? Could you give examples? Yeah, absolutely. So many older adults have concurrent blood pressure issues. Often they have kidney issues or chronic kidney disease. They may also have hypercholesterolemia. Those are a couple off the top of my head that may preclude them from medications like cyclosporin or methotrexate or acetretin. So those are just a couple off the top of my head that are very common in older adults. On the skin, what you're commonly going to see are red papules, traditionally on the chest and back. They're often pyritic or itchy, and they're chronic. So they're not going to be there just for a couple episodes. They're going to be there long term. And then on the biopsy specimens, you see a very characteristic uh, acantholytic type picture on the biopsies, which is very diagnostic of this condition. Although you can also see some spongiosis on the biopsy, which may allude to this crossover with Grover's disease, which shows as acantholysis, as well as some eczema or more atopic disease, which dupilumab was originally developed for.
Are there any tips and tricks you could share for using dupilumab in Grover disease? As far as the tips and tricks, it's, it's just a matter of being able to get it covered by the insurance and then having the, um, uh, I would say, the, the creativity of, of addressing it and bringing it up with your patients. Um, I think one thing that we can address is that it's always helpful to do a biopsy even if you think that, that what you're seeing is classic Grover's disease, you can biopsy it. And if on the biopsy you see that there's some spongiosis or your pathologist sees that there's spongiosis, that may help you in ultimately making the decision to go towards dupilumab because dupilumab and medications like it haven't really been part of the therapeutic ladder for this disease. So seeing spongiosis on the biopsy may be an indicator that there's some crossover and that dupilumab may be an option. This has been an exclusive podcast with the Dermatology Digest. Find more at www.thedermdigest.com. Thank you for joining us.